0: but hello everyone welcome into the phnx rising podcast we are of course brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook america's number one sportsbook app my name is max simpson i'm here in my wonderfully lit room we
1: have not done remote in a while i'm sure i'm gonna get Zero. We're gonna to have to get on the lighting comments again, you know. Oh, get right. back that statement that we did before.
0: Of course, yes. And that walking, talking haircut of a man is Mr. Owen Evans. How are we doing today?
1: Yeah, I went for a haircut this morning. I see. You got a couple That's cuts. A productive one, yeah. The last time before um before training, well, training's already started, but the last time before we've got these Tuesday morning press conferences coming back up. So, uh, yes, yeah, my last Tuesday morning for a while.
0: A man's ones into look sharp. I appreciate it. I like it. Well, hey man, you are fitting right in with the theme of where we're at at the season. You got a new haircut. Rising players coming in with like the fresh looks. It's kind of that first day back to school feeling. If you got the walk-in photos, you got the players feeling the grass, touching the grass. It feels it feels real. Like we've had a lot of talk. We've had a lot of speculation of everything going on, player signings, all that stuff. But this was the first time where I'm like, oh man. It's
1: really right around the corner here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last week they go in for their medicals on Thursday and it starts being like you start seeing the pictures of people. You're looking at them and wondering, who are some of these people? I can't remember what's uh, (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Looks like we've got the lighting comments have started coming in already. Mm-hmm. Hi there, Sean. Oh, uh, Sean,
0: uh, no, Sean, Sean is a uh, glasses wearer, so don't let him to fool you, everyone. Clearly, his eyesight is a little messed up. But,
1: but yeah, it's, you start getting those pictures rolling in. You start wondering, okay, I need to get used to who these people are because... Uh... A lot of new faces, a lot of new faces this season. It's going to be a very different looking Phoenix Rising team to what we've it seen sh- in the past.
0: It sure is. And, you know, that's why we're here. We are going to be going through, talking a bit, position group by position group. Max about to commit some super villain antics with the lighting. Man, Charles, you're not wrong. I'm always scheming up to something, but we are going to be scheming up little something something for you guys today. Like I said, we're going to yep. go position by positions um, and really just breaking down everything. But I think the big thing that we touched on a bit, really want to talk to you about what your feeling is from like preseason training. It's underway. I know my kind of taking it as like, what, like, you know, how does, what does that mean to the players? Is that like kind of a bit of, Hey, we're still getting to know each other. We're still getting the drills out of the way. It's a lot of building that camaraderie and maybe there's some tactics and some coaching direction mixed in for sure. But a lot of this right now is let's get back up to fitness. Let's get people sharp and let's just get on the same wavelength. Cause there are a lot of new phases
1: here. There are, there are. And again, as, as Max said, that's why we want to break down the roster for you today, because we don't want you unlike Max, there going into the new season in the dark, so, uh, breaking down exactly where the roster lies. was, good. had to get the lighting one in there. Oh sorry.
0: man, listen, that's why I try to get ahead of it because I know what's coming. But hey, if I'm nothing but not consistent wearing a ton of pick, listen, we are
1: pushing the chat is <laughs> coming for Max today. No, we'll I like be, it.
0: Listen, we're gonna make we're gonna be the Champions League villains, maybe worst case, Europa League villains. Still got nice. Ring to it. It's a new joke. It's a miracle. Mike, we have not forgotten about you. Don't worry. We have not gotten to the DraftKings segment of this show. It is coming. I see you in there. But hey, let's let's get right to it. We've been kind of, you know, taking shots at me for absolutely no reason. Don't know why that's come up, but Every let's reason. oh well, that's fair. Let's start with the goalkeepers. I think it's start smart, start to the back. Overall thoughts. Got a couple new faces in there. What do
1: you make of it? Yeah, so let's just have a quick look now at the goalkeepers, actually. You've got Rocco Noah nova and you've got Patrick Rakowski, uh coming in. I, I think it's a- it's an interesting one here. We've spoken about this at length in the past, right? You do kind of want that battle. You want that competition between players. And I think that this is a, a pairing that will really provide that. You've got uh, Rocco Rios-Nova, who's-, who's already made 16 MLS appearances, okay? Yeah. He's only 20. And he's already made 16 MLS appearances when he was on loan with Atlanta United. He also, of course, played for Atlanta United too. Uh, so he he's definitely got a good amount of experience under his belt. On the other hand, you've got Patrick Rakowski, who also imp- has some you know impressive early career stuff there. When he, he got his first senior game was in the Bundesliga against Borussia Dortmund. Uh, but yeah. then when you look more deeply at that, when you look more at you know his his track record over the course of his career as a whole. Not necessarily as much of a standout thereafter. You know, he did get his chances at Nuremberg. He actually played ten games in the second tier in Germany when they when they went down. But the season after that, he's only getting games in the second team down in the regional league, and even then, he's not putting up incredible numbers. Um, when he first moved over to USL after a spell in Finland, did really well with Orange County in a year that was a a very odd year for them. They they ended up firing the coach mid-season. They then go on a run. I mean, they were only. Just around that playoff line, anyway. When they fired the coach to go on a run and win the title, and he's a big part of that. But but mm-hmm. last year it just didn't work out for him. So look, between the two of them, especially when you also add in the fact that look, Rakovic has a shorter guy for a goalkeeper yeah. at five ten. Uh, Rakovsky has a three inch advantage over him in that sense, and I'm. I'm intrigued to see how it goes because I do think that what we're going to see is whoever is on form at the start of the year, they're going to be the ones given that starting job. But right now, I don't know which one it's going to be. A lot of people are picking favorites. Yeah. I really don't want to say at the moment.
0: Yeah, so this is the interesting position group for me. And we're we're going off of what we know, a bit of their experience, a bit of their history, and I guess a little bit of their style of play. A lot of the position groups... It seems like Juan Guerra and the front office has brought in a lot of guys who are very similar, have a similar profile, position by position group. I get goalkeeper, you know, you're able to have different types of goalkeepers in there, but this one to me seems very contrasting. On the one hand, mm-hmm. and you touched on a bit, you have two goalkeepers with different experiences, different profiles, and really just different outcomes in how they play. On the one hand, you have, you know, Rocco, younger guy, smaller guy was an MLS goalkeeper thrust in the situation of like, okay, here we go. You're really challenged right from the get-go and has experience playing abroad. You have Patrick on the other hand, who, I mean, listen, man, it's kind of crazy how he's played abroad. He's played in the USL. He's had the highest of highs and he's had some low points and his, you know, goalkeeping profile is a bit larger and just something that's a bit up and down. But I mean, to me, I don't know if you're going more the youth route. I don't know if you're going the more experienced route, but it's two guys who are just very different in what they do. And I think the biggest thing is maybe unlike a lot of other positions, you really have to just watch them play to see who's going to come out. Because, you know, unlike defenders, can the guy defend? Like what's his stats? Stuff like that. I feel goalkeepers more than maybe any other position, you either see it on the pitch or you don't like the stats and all that stuff. I just don't know if that holds up as much to compare to other groups.
1: It's a very interesting one because it goes, look, it's tough as well sometimes when you just look at the surface level stats as well to tell the difference between goalkeepers because there's so much, so much of a difference between someone who, you know, Ben Lund conceded a good number of goals last year, but that was a position that he was in. You know, the talent that he had shone through, there's a reason that he has been ultimately given the call to head on up to MLS this year because he, when he was needed in goal, he stepped up and unfortunately though you can't step up for yeah you know, 10 shots on you in a game you, you just can't yeah. you can't do it when you when you're really just facing a barrage but he kept them in games that they shouldn't have been kept yeah. in last year and yeah I, I don't know again again i think this preseason is going to actually be the differentiator between those two and i think as long as whoever comes out ahead in preseason as long as they can hit the grand running come the start of the actual regular season i think that we're in for a good long spell with them between the uh, posts
0: absolutely and i mean especially given loan situation the possibility of a loan situation I, it is a very good problem to have where you have two quality starting goalkeepers between the sticks you can never have too much depth really anywhere but especially in goal yeah. anything else we missed on the goalkeeper situation
1: uh, I think it's something that people have brought up occasionally is what's going to happen with the third goalkeeper slot. Yes. I'd be surprised if we saw any real movement on it. I feel like it's something that we are more likely to see as and when needed. And it will probably be an academy yeah. kid more than anything. wouldn't surprise me. Not a lot of teams have the ability to look for a third goalkeeper in this league. Yeah. It's, it's kind of just the realities of of where they are budget-wise, you know, it, it's it's an expense to bring a third goalkeeper on and one that very rarely do you ever have to seriously consider. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you do at some point need a third goalkeeper, you may well not actually need them. You might just need them to sit on the bench. Definitely. So, yeah, it, it's... I, I feel as though those two are probably where they're going to stick, of course, bearing in mind, again, that Rocco never could be recalled. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the season, that is a possibility. So maybe then we'll see some movement. Maybe, especially if it gets hinted at that he might be recalled, we might see some movement to bring someone else in. But for now, no reason to think I think that we're going beyond these two.
0: Well, while well, well, I got you, that's actually that is an interesting scenario. And it almost brings the question of: let's say, let's say we have a crystal ball. You know, I'm looking at crystal ball. He will he will get loaned back out, right? Do you take, hey, if he's the Let's say like it's a very even competition, maybe comes out slightly ahead. Do you take him starting your first bulk of the games and then say, hey, bye-bye, let's throw in Patrick? Or are we saying we're just going to ride our guy all the way through and we don't want to break up that cohesion? It's, it's a goalkeeping. It's a very interesting position. Does it matter? What do you think?
1: I think that actually if you don't start him, you make it more likely that he does get recalled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. If you're gonna sit on a bench, why not sit on a bench back at your parent club? It's can often job. be the view. Yeah. So, I, I think it's genuinely. I don't think that'll quite factor into it at all. I think they're gonna go with whoever is performing better at the time. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it, it's an interesting one. Um, look at the end of the day, these are both goalkeepers that have shown an ability to perform at this level. Uh, it's just whether they do this year or not. That's that's the only question.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, hey, we will put a glove on that one for now and we'll examine that. Let's see. Got a ride. Who is going to get points? Pat, I like your style. Could not agree more. That's going to be honestly, in my mind, one of the more intriguing position battles, um, but one that I think is going to sort itself out hopefully relatively soon, especially in preseason and whatnot. You're letting a lot of goals or seeing how things go. It's going to kind of sort itself out, hopefully. Good problem to have either way. Right yeah. on. All right. Yes. Oh, you got something?
1: Should we move on to the next position?
0: You were going to, tra- man, you're still in my transitions. Let's go. All right. Let's move, let's move on to the defense, shall we? I see we got a little graphic of the certain names there. I know you're going to run through them. Anyone, like initially, gut reaction stand out to you that's intriguing?
1: I feel like it's more how they intrigue the way that they, uh, the intrigues more in how they all fit together. Um, I will caveat, by the way, if if you can see this list, of course, for those of you on audio, I'll get Max to read it out to you in a second. But these are, of course, how the club defined where people are. That would be why you see certain players in here and certain players maybe put in a different position. This is how the club currently defines their positions. But Max, go on ahead. Read out to us who the team has announced in defense this year.
0: Yeah, of course. It's a stack list. I mean, it's good. I was going to say, man, it's crazy how we were, gosh, a couple of weeks ago. I feel it's like, where are all the defenders at? But this thing is short itself out quite nicely. So we got Darnell King, John Stenberg, Daniel Crutzen, of course, our guy Babu, Chaniel Chastin, Henry Ozachaku, Niall Dunn, Eddie Monjama, and Alejandro Fuenmeyer. So a couple new guys. Couple guys returning. Um, I don't know. I think this one is a lot of guys that I've seen brought in who can play the ball, aggressive in stepping to the line, and it's just. It's. I like you. I think you You made it. Uh, made the point last show last week where sometimes we've had guys who some are aggressive, some maybe hold back a bit, and it's a bit of that misunification. I think that's at times kind of burned the team last year. We, of course, need to see what happens on the pitch, but this time around, it seems like they brought in, again, a lot of guys of a similar profile of we are not going to be on the back foot. We want to be aggressive in how we're stepping, in how we're passing, and how we're progressing.
1: Yeah, so I think the the main thing for me here in terms of just the biggest question I have looking at this is what to do about Darnell King. And I will preface this entire discussion. I'm saying it before we move in. There's a lot of Darnell hate that I think is completely unjustified. I think that I mean people always bring in the comments about his captaincy, and I think that it's just nonsense in a lot of ways. There's a lot of people who seem to think that they know things by just watching from afar and, especially on the captaincy more than anything. They really don't. Um, I'd also go further is to say that sometimes the criticisms that have been leveled at him aren't necessarily his fault. They are the fault of the playing, uh, the system that he was having to play in. Um, That would be why sometimes he was being left hung out to dry defensively. You know, he he had to go up. If you've you've got to go all the way up the field, you can't necessarily expect that that guy's going to be covering all the space that you'd expect him to in a back four, because it's just not really reasonable, uh, especially if you're facing pace. But you know what? I, 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 the question I've got here is where does he slot in now? Mm-hmm. And the main reason for that is because if you were just looking in a vacuum and thinking how is he going to fit into Juan Guerra's you know, playing style, you'd probably say, okay, I think what he's going to do is he's going to stay in that kind of right-wing-back kind of role He's going to be there. He can be up and down, up and down, not necessarily have to worry quite so much about the tracking back as much as Mm. he was sometimes caught up with last time. But, you know, because you've got those three center backs, it's, it's a bit of a safety net back there. It allows you to be more aggressive as a wing back. But the problem there is that you brought guys in who, kind of fill in those kind of roles. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got to be honest here. Henry, uh, God, Uza Chukwu. Yeah, you give me the list. You give me the list. I I did give you the list. I can, I I had these all fine. You know what it's like? The minute you get on air, you suddenly start butchering names, and I'm apologizing for that. Okay? I had these all fine before, but, um, look, he's a guy, he's a guy on the right, right right-hand side that could absolutely take Darnell King's role. Okay, you know he's he's got a decent amount of experience. Look, the Finnish league might not be the most attractive, but his side made it to the third round of qualifiers in the well, the third round of qualifiers in the Europa Conference League one year, the playoff round the uh, the other year. So he's played in twelve European qualifiers. They're not mugs by any stretch of the Mm -hmm. imagination. But look, people bring up his pace. I know that's come up. His pace, his one-on-one abilities. Is he involved in enough goals? There's a question for you in terms of Chakru, But he's, you know, beating your man is one thing, but you don't win games by beating your man. You win games by what you do after you've beaten your man. So, yeah, he's got a few goals and assists dotted around, not necessarily too much so far. But will he be one of the guys again there? And then you've got Eddie as well coming in with MLS Experience, who's, you know, another wider player mm. one described him as hungry. And that's the main thing he went there with. You know, it makes sense. He's one of those guys who's kind of like yo-yo between an MLS team and FC Dallas and, and North Texas, their reserve team. And, and so, yeah, he wants to make that step up and the championship gives him that opportunity to do that. You know, it's mm. that, that spot between those. Can he make that step up? I mean, look, he, he did have to be fair to him. And this is perhaps the difference between him and, uh, as a truck, crew, is that he, Actually, had the end product in college. He had the end product in USL League One, and so yeah, I, I'm interested with that. But then, do those guys displace Darnell? Does that result in Darnell King kind of having to step in in the you know more of one of those free center backs that aren't necessarily true center backs? Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see.
0: No, for sure. Well, and I mean, I think I keep hearing. Seeing the chat, hearing you're saying, I see Pat's comment. Thin on true center backs, it kind of seems like a lot of these guys, Well, yeah, they do have, have a bit of experience of playing inside, and you can always shift. E- I personally feel it's a bit easier to shift inside than going outside, uh, my personal opinion. But I think that might be a very interesting point with this team, how, yeah, you have a plethora of outside backs, and especially given how we're going to be pushing the ball a lot more forward, a lot of new middies in there that we'll get to it's going to be paramount to protect the spine of the team especially with a new goalkeeper so that has a little bit of cause of reservation for me what say you in the middle
1: it's interesting isn't there because there's a lot of people who could be involved Mm -hmm. in that kind of center-back situation all of whom with the exception of darnell king realistically are new players Mm -hmm. so let's start with john Stenberg. let's look at him look he spent his career in sweden Can be harder sometimes to judge those kind of players. But you know, he's been on the up the whole time that he's been over there. And he was a pretty key part of his side's promotion push last year, featured in almost every game. They made it to the promotion playoff, didn't ultimately make it up to the top flight in Sweden, but they were involved in that push. I think that's important. He's (laughs) described as someone with pace and He's also, to be honest, he's someone who has the ability to change things up, especially within the way that we're expecting Juan Guerra to have these guys playing. Okay, mm-hmm. we we know that Juan prioritizes possession. He said it in the past that yeah, you know, it's not tippy tappy to the point of idiocy, but he does like to hang on to the ball. Well, the key thing here is that Stenberg's a guy who'll disrupt that in some ways because he's someone who's not afraid to knock a long ball up the field and find a teammate. And let's be clear here. This isn't just long balls for the sake of long balls. He's not wellying it up the field. It's yep. a long pass. Yes. He is that accurate with those long balls that I think that having that in your back pocket, it helps keep your opponent honest. I think that it gives you that extra dimension to your team, and I'm interested to see that. Then you've got someone like Daniel Crutzen coming in. He comes in with pretty rave reviews from Canada, okay? He's the guy who's won the Canadian Premier League several times. Pretty resilient player. We saw that with how he bounced back from his ACL injury up there, and that's the kind of thing that endears you to the fans, to be honest. Look, he's six foot solid in the air. Something else that stands up to me is that When you actually look at his last full season up there, he was averaging a a few interceptions a game. And he doesn't pick up many cards at all. He only picked up, uh, I believe, three cards of the four years that he was in Canada. So Mm. that's impressive. I think that all (laughs) of those things added together when you are a defender, pretty, pretty pivotal. And then, of course, let's not forget Alejandro Fuenmayor, uh, a ball-playing centre-back. When you want to possess the ball, pretty obviously, you're going to have to have guys who are comfortable with the ball at their feet. Not the tallest, five foot nine, but someone who appeared in 26 games for Houston back in 2018. Look, I get this move. Okay, when you have the amount of upheaval that you have had in the squad, you want to bring in your own guys. And Fuen Mayor is one of those guys, right? He is one of Juan's guys. He played for him in Oakland. He's a fellow Venezuelan. Now he's following into Phoenix. That move makes sense to me, given where this team is at the moment. Now, I don't know who's going to be the starting three out of those. Yeah. Uh, it is a little bit thin, as people have said, and sure. it wouldn't shock me to possibly see an additional person added there. Of course, I sh- shouldn't have forgotten as well, Niall Dunn, of course, youngster... Still probably needs to toughen up a bit. Rough year last year with a hip surgery. Maybe we'll see him on the field. I would be surprised to see him that involved. Probably would rather see him um, loaned out. And, you know, even if he's only a role player somewhere else, better than not playing at all here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to Albert's point here, actually, we are going to need some, some disciplined centre-backs. Yes. We're going to see the wing-backs pushing up as much as we think. And I think we will. I think yeah. those kind of wing-backs are going to be Almost like a wing back come, come winger type role. Um, mm. So, yeah, you are going to need disciplined center backs, probably need another center back as well. Maybe that's what's going to happen in preseason. Maybe we're going to see some trialists come in and the team kind of working out what it wants to do and where it wants to go with that kind of position. Because we're probably looking, to be fair, you're looking at depth now, not a starter. Yeah. Um, so, you've got time. You've got time to sort that out.
0: No, for sure. And I mean, going off what you said, seeing Al's comment of you're going to want people who are disciplined. I mean, what a change of pace, I guess, from what we've seen in previous seasons, especially last year. Of I swear every game it felt like a you know, defender, mainly in, in the center back role, was picking up a yellow card. And then he just puts the entire team on edge of it and puts you in a different position. So I like that we bring in guys who have that discipline. And with that bit of that additional factor, I mean, you brought it up and you beat me to it. Like John Stenberg, granted, it's a highlight package, but the tape they put on him, those those were not just hoofing it long. Those were 40, 50-yard balls on a dime into the corners. That unlocks a team, especially especially when you're really able to, um, you know, like breaking down passing-wise, it's not going to be ticky-tock, it's not going to be death by a thousand passes like you said, But this team wants to play on the ground, wants to build through possession. But being able to say, yeah, but we kind of see an opening, bam, ball over the top, ball into the corner, that is massively decisive for a team with a lot of new guys coming in. Um, I I think that's something that's incredibly valuable, keeps the defense honest. But then also helps you bring your line up a bit where, okay, pressure's off the defense, able to outlet it long, and, oh, it's into the feet. It's not just hoofing it to hoof it. So that, to me, is incredibly exciting. I do – like Pat's comment because I thought we were going to get to it and that when we got to midfielders, but let's just bring it up right now. No more center back Kev, referring to Kev Lambert. I mean, listen, I like I like him in the defense, but I think we both said it in the past that his most natural position, the one where you think he can provide the most value to this team, is in the midfield. I know that we've classified him as such. The team seems to classify him as such. Do you think that we will see him back there purely based off of instinct or what you saw last year?
1: It's a possibility, but I think it's more of a backup plan. Um, I don't think the plan is to have him there. It's always good to have versatile players that can fill in in spots like that, but I'd be surprised if the plan was to have Kev Lambert as a centre-back. I think what you might see more of is, of course, he can contribute as... Look, I was talking about, you know, those those wing backs are probably going to be way up the field. He's a guy who can stay deeper, still in midfield, but can drop back in the transitional moments as well and, and kind of create a back four, not a true back four, but you've got four players back defending in those early transitional moments. To me, that's something that Kev Lambert could do. We know that he's a little bit pacier than some of the... Um, players that we've we've seen as center backs we saw that at times last year when he had to go back there and uh, get involved that he, he seemed to cover a decent amount of ground so Definitely. yeah i think he's you want him in the midfield but that, of course he's a defensive midfielder he's going to have defensive duties as part of that and i think that in the the way that the the team is being put together as a whole yeah he's he's going to going to have those moments
0: no for sure and i mean i think i'm seeing michael and Chelsea and pan the check, you know Saying hey, he can do it a pinch, you're saying you can do it a pinch. I kind of I agree with everyone, right? That hey, he's able to do it. We can see he gets the job done. I think I feel it's like we're all in the understanding of like if we see him back there, things have gone wrong, whether it's by injury, whether it's by cards, whether it's by playing time, whatever that is, that if Kev Lambert is back there while we feel good about the defense, that he can do the job, it means that something has probably gone wrong somewhere else. So Yeah, I guess take that with a grain of salt
1: in there. Yeah, and I'm also going to just check out a couple of names. We'll keep it a bit quicker on these ones. Chani Chasson, injured Mm. last year. Not sure quite what I'm expecting to see out of him. Not sure quite what kind of role he's going to fill, especially because there are a lot of people in those kind of roles that he played in So um, when he did play last year. But we haven't seen him for a while. We'll have to see how he comes back from injury. And then, of course, Babacar as well making a return. Look, I I don't think Babu is necessarily going to be the most uh, popular of the re-signings. There were better options out there, people will point to and say, I'm sure. But I'm intrigued to see again what kind of a role he plays in this team. You'd expect that he's someone who maybe he'll stay with some opportunities as a role player in the maybe the left wing back kind of position. But I did feel like a lot of the time last year, he was a player who lacked a lot of end product um Mm. and that's one of the biggest problems look did he terrorize some of the defenses by just running at them yeah of course he did but what did he do once he beat the defender it kind of goes back to what i said earlier you know it's one thing to win your one-on-ones but it's what you do after you get past the guy that really matters because you can beat as many people as you like if the ball doesn't end up in the back of the net what does it even mean
0: and that's exactly it. He's got that speed that you just can't teach, but I think he was not the only one. I think rising as a whole really lacked that end product last year. But yes, we very much lamented many, many times where you beat your man, you'd be a second guy, but then what do you do with the ball? And I, I think hopefully with the other players brought in, maybe there's a bit more of an emphasis, get to those playmakers, utilize his speed, utilize his talents and get the ball out of his feet per se. But we'll see. Uh, Very, very raw in certain aspects. And, well, I definitely want to see that level of his game elevate. But I don't think that's realistic to see that happen, you know, overnight. Yes. Anything else on the defenders
1: that we haven't covered? I feel like we've done them to death. Should we move on? Yeah, well, hey,
0: you can bet that the defense is going to be developing, growing, seeing a lot of the guys coming in. Some Some new guys, some returners, but...
1: Do you know what else you, 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 you You've belabored that Do one know? too much. I know where you're Stop trying to go it. with it, but you Stop really it,
0: did... Stop it. No, no, no. I like a nice runway. Well, hey, you can bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you know what I would love to bet on? You know, I see myself repping this nice kit right here, this beautiful top four finishing kit. Also, I was going to have a nice run in this current Champions League cycle. Hello, how's it going? You got a big game. Sunday morning against a certain uh, Man City club. And they are, quite frankly, disrespecting Spurs at home. Unbelievable. You can get Spurs plus 340 to win outright against Man City, plus 310 for a draw. They're taking City away as the favorites at minus 140. Listen, it doesn't take a genius to know that Tottenham is going to win at home. Put your money on Tottenham. Make a fat stack of cash. Thank me later.
1: Yeah, you're yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> <crazy. I'm not laughs> I am just i am i am not i am not i do not hear
0: anyone in the chat saying anything otherwise. I mean, it's because yeah. they know
1: better. They know
0: better. No. 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 no, no, a, no, 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 no. Ooh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of money you can be made. <laughs> On that game on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but yeah, was,
1: again, again to, to Max's point, actually, though, and I do think actually, sorry, we should just explain that. So it was plus three 30 on Tottenham Hotspur, which means that if you put a hundred dollars on him, you're gonna lose a hundred dollars right. this weekend. So. I was waiting
0: for I was waiting for it. Gosh I uh, did it for maybe, your pat, you, don't
1: worry. You
0: literally just made the man you oh yeah, yeah, that's classic. Gosh darn it. I promised Mikey would make that job. and we did. But hey, if you don't want to bet on Spurs because you know I don't know what you're doing, but you can bet on other things like this kind of Super Bowl thing coming on, the other type of football coming up in about a week and a half. But hey, you can do this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl number 57 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Not later, not tomorrow, not the next week. Talking about then, right now, instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. And see show notes for details. Yes. And hey, while we're talking about sports, while we're talking about other things you can be doing on your phone, how about the Game Time app? You like the Game Time app? I like going. I like going to sporting events. I like going to upcoming Rising games. I mean, you know, have a little credential uh, perhaps. But hey, maybe you know, maybe one of us will sneak in. But you don't have to sneak in because you got the Game Time app. Our friends in the chat have the Game Time app. And hey, you didn't renew your season tickets? That's okay. You can use the Game Time app to save up to 60%, especially when you book last minute. I'm talking night before, day of, an hour before kickoff, heck, even five minutes before kickoff. You can get your tickets at the Game Time app and use the link in our description. It really helps us out, but you can save a boatload of money while doing it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Look, I, I've looked on them before. You see it late, you know, late in the day, and there's some good tickets available, yes, for Phoenix Rising games and those. So, hey, I mean, might as well, might as well.
0: Let's get it, might as well. That's not a selling point. I don't know what is, but it's gonna be a good time. Check out the game time app because you can come check out this team and. Who's on this team? Oh, midfielders. That's a pretty nice transition right there. That's that's a
1: move. That's a move. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: a move. All right. Well, speaking of move, we got a couple guys on the move into this squad. Let's run down a couple of the midfielders that we're going to be talking about. Sir.
1: Yeah. So we got the full list up here. I'll just literally run through the list again. This is how the club described them. Jose Hernandez, Federico Varela, Carlos Anguiano, Gabby Torres, Renzo Zambrano, and of course... Returning is Kevin Lambert. So there's a few different things to talk about here, aren't there? I mean, I think that one thing that I would immediately focus on is Gabby Torres. Um, First of all, a good thing, of course, that he's coming back. I find it a bit odd that he's being described as a midfielder. I did have, now it's not someone necessarily in the club who brought this up, but someone did once mention to me, well, maybe, maybe you you know, kind of shift him into the midfield. For me, that would be an utter waste of this guy after what we saw last year. But what he did in that left wing back position, the three goals he scored when he came in very late in the season, do you really want to shove him in midfield and lose that? I I thought that the explosiveness down the wing and that the ability that he had over there was, was what you'd want to see. But I don't know. I mean, hey, we'll see.
0: It's, it's an interesting kind of conundrum of do you play a player in a position where maybe you can add strength to a group and better the group as a whole or do you just play him in his outright best position? And I'm the believer you play the player at their strengths where they perform the best, where they're able to deliver time and time again. I am I'm agree, I'm agree. I'm on the same mindset as you.
1: Not least because who are you replacing with, Babacar yeah. I To me, oh, Gabby yeah. Torres is a better player in that position. Oh, though. for sure. For sure. So anyway, there's that. Um, let's talk about some of the others then, of course. Ke- Kev Lambert coming back. Of course you want to see him come back. He's, he's one of the best at what he does in this league. We spoke about it. Seen that presence he brings to the midfield for years. We've seen what he can do when he fills in elsewhere on the pitch as well. So, yeah, we, we've touched on that one quite a lot. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's all right. I mean, Michael actually here bringing up a separate thing, though. Gabby and Zambrano widen a diamond. Maybe maybe um kind of depends though i mean you got the free back i mean are they quite wide enough in a diamond where's the width coming from you're looking at wingers at top which is actually something this team has a dearth of to be Mm -hmm. honest going into this season i think the team is better equipped perhaps to operate with wingbacks, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, looking at the central midfield, there's more Carlos Anguiano, of course, a returner as well. Didn't really get much of a look under Rick Shantz. Will we see more of him this year? have to see. Again, he's a smaller guy, not the most physical presence. You, you really need to pair him with people who are a lot more physical in the midfield, I feel, for yeah. him to actually get a hold of the game. Otherwise, you do risk being overrun in the midfield, just because he doesn't have that physical presence in the midfield whatsoever uh, but look at some of the other guys who've come Jose Hernandez another guy who, who's followed Juan over from Oakland he's been a bit of a journeyman since breaking into the professional game hasn't he let's be honest um he's going back home to Phoenix and that'll get him some credit in the bank right away but look all the talk of it is you know the reading of the game dynamic play the good words the challenge is is that he's got to actually put up numbers that are expected in an attacking midfielder, especially at one of the most demanding USL teams, regardless of what happened last year. This is one of the most demanding USL teams. We've got Absolutely. to see him step up and actually produce this year. And we'll have to wait and see whether he's able to do so. Um, especially because there's a lot of competition, I think, in the attacking kind of positions. You look at... Leads me on well to Federico Varela, who I think, look, this is the move that was supposed to raise eyebrows. Not necessarily among the fan base. A lot of you guys, he's he's an unknown. That's fair. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have, have watched him at the levels that he's played at in the leagues that he's played in. But it's meant to have raised eyebrows among those inside the game. Because mm-hmm. Varela coming in at the age of 26, Football League Prime is coming up. He's left Europe behind for USL, and he's left CSKA Sofia, a pretty storied club in Bulgaria. Uh, He's played in Turkey's top flight. He's played in Spain's second tier. He's played in the top flight in Portugal. I'm not sure he's always gotten the game time he may have needed to step it up. So now that's the challenge. Can he change that here by getting the game time out there on the field? All the talk is of him being the one to ignite this roster. You know, Juan Guerra was talking about his link-up play his technical ability, getting between lines. Those are the kind of things that have probably gotten him the jobs that he's gotten so far. He just hasn't gotten the good run of games that he needs at those clubs to be able to prove it out on the field in games. So I want to see what happens if he gets given a good run of games. We get to see him in action. Let's see what he can do.
0: I love it. No, and I mean, I think it's a a nice mix within the group of Guys who have been here, whether it's with the team or within these leagues, like some veteran players, but also a lot of guys who are like young, who are hungry, ready for this opportunity to break in. The thing that I really enjoy, and it seems like as a whole, it's a very different makeup from how the midfield played last year. Again, seeing what we see, seeing how last year played out. A lot of last year, it seemed very pass dependent, where the midfielders perhaps were not quite as mobile and maybe that's good of the profile. Maybe that's just how they're instructed to play. But we'll it's just very rely on having the pass break down the play and progress forward. And that's still very much a trait of the system, especially possession-based. But the guys that they brought in, man, there's a lot of off-ball movement. There is a lot of being able to dribble through levels of a defense. That, to me, again, kind of going back to where we're talking about the defenders of, hey, we can launch balls in the corners. It gives you that extra dimension of – we want to play possession and we want to be able to pass. But if we need to, we can carry the ball 20, 30 yards forward. We can move off ball, even that little three, four, five yards to get into that right passing lane makes all the difference. And to me, especially when you pair that with a, guy, a lot of young guys who are either in their prime or approaching it, that is exciting. And this midfield group, to me, I think out of everyone, including even the forwards, which we'll get to, I think has the most potential potential to be kind of that boomer bust with this team. I think the really, this team will go if they're able to unlock the full potential of how these midfield play. Yeah.
1: And then yeah. one of one of a player in there in the midfield, just to note on there, Renzo Zambrano, of course, also coming in uh, another Venezuelan. Of course, that became the butt of the joke throughout this off season. Yeah. It feels like, Oh look, Juan son, another Venezuelan. Um, he comes in from Portland. He, he's got those international caps. You know, he's, kind of a second teamer at times in uh, the next level up. He's not a guy who's the first name on the team sheet every week. So I understand this is a move. Um, Is is it the most thrilling of moves? Maybe not. No, but that doesn't mean that he can't do a very good job here. And I mean, he's a possession based guy that fits this system very well. And more importantly, it fits to be honest, any system, you need people in the Mm -hmm. midfield. who are going to be able to hang on to the ball when you need them to. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm interested to see him play. Um, he did get his opportunities, of course, in MLS, played 20-odd games, I believe, uh, for Portland Timbers. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. I think that he's a guy who can definitely uh, make something of an impact here. It's just a question of I, I'm, I'm intrigued how they're going to lay these players out because, again, we're going to presumably see Kev Lambert out there. You're presumably going to see Federico Varela out there. What else is going on with that midfield? How is the rest of it all going to piece itself together? That's probably what we're going to have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, no, it's true, and I think like seeing BJ's question, question right, big question is, can we transition through the midfield? I think that's a big thing, um, really helping to link up play. A lot of new guys in the back, a lot of new guys in the front, completely new front, shoot. But we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm very excited to see this core, this group play and. Gosh, there's just so much potential here. I'm, I'm really beaming about this one. Anything yeah. else about the midfield that we haven't covered?
1: No, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there and say, let's time to move on. Ooh. We're gonna move on now to the forwards. Oh
0: yeah, baby, you are speaking my language. Love it. All right, well, well, well. Let's read off some of these forwards. We got Erickson Gallardo. Manuel, Artiaga, and I hear this guy named Machete, Danny Trejo, if you will. I mean, this was something, this group, even a couple weeks ago, was just bare. And now, a lot of potential, bit of star power in here. What are your first takeaways when you see these three names?
1: Well, one thing that keeps coming up, and I think I'll lead off with this one more than anything, is if people keep mentioning, well, there's not almost not enough forwards why, why aren't we signing more forwards well you have to look at the way that Juan's teams kind of came out last year they weren't coming out with true wingers necessarily were they up top it was kind of like that awkward winger slash 10 kind it of They been. wide at yeah. times but they weren't really true wingers the mm. width in that team was coming from the wingbacks and the way that they were bombing up and so To me, when you're wondering then, oh, what are we doing with forwards? Look, you've kind of got someone like Varela in there who fills in an attacking midfield. Maybe also I'd say that Danny Trejo is someone else who actually hasn't always been an outright number nine, but probably more of an attacking midfielder a lot of the time. So to me, he's someone who could probably fit into that kind of a role. He's someone who excited last year, of course, with Las Vegas Lights and getting those call-ups to LAFC. The main thing that I will say, though, and I really, really hesitate on this one, it's a lot of people are very, very excited to see Danny Trejo come in. And I understand it. I completely understand it. This is a guy who had a good year last year, caused some damage against Phoenix Rising last year as well. And someone who, you know, did get on the league radar. But I think that people are too quick sometimes to jump and say one of the best or say one of the best in the league. A lot of times we've seen players come in, they have a good season or so, and then they kind of fade away a bit. The challenge for Trejo here is going to be making sure to keep it going. Now, of course, he's someone who does have a track record before that. I believe if he doesn't still hold it, he did at one point hold the record for uh, career goals in high school in um, California. So that's a pretty big record in a pretty big state to have Uh, but I'm look. I I think that there's a lot of potential there he really needs to to keep pushing on from what we saw last year and I think that if he hasn't have a good season he probably will get the look in MLS that he's looking for but um, that's the challenge more than anything it's making sure that because yeah we've got to be honest here Danny Trejo has been doing this for a good chunk of last season and a smaller chunk of the season before. And that's it. We're not looking at a guy who was consistently lit the league on fire. So again, I'm excited to see him on the field. I completely understand why the fans are excited to see him. And I think that in this team, he could definitely do a lot of damage if he's playing at his best. And Maybe I'm being harsh because again, he's young. His professional track record can only go back so far based on the fact that he's young. But still, let's let's not act as though it's a super superstar signing. What you've got is someone who's had a very good year last year and hence is a very good acquisition. But again, just it's getting the level right, isn't it? It's getting the level right.
0: I can't wait to have our producer, producer Sean Clip. You know what you said earlier, Danny Trejo on one clip. Another clip, one of the best in the league. And then another, another clip, super, superstar signing. So we're going to put everything you just said and throw it out the window. But no, let's throw some more gasoline on the Danny Trejo fire that you are lighting up. I mean, you
1: say that. What guys, am I lighting a fire for? No, I'm, yeah, just, you you I'm just, just promoting a measured, response, oh, I'm, I'm, a measured response. A measured response to we signing are- a player who has performed in a reasonably small track record for mm-hmm. the 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 length of career okay yeah but yeah. <laughs> see pat gets me pat gets me yeah. here don't want us to get forbes again yeah yeah no,
0: I, I, no we're, we're hearing the same thing you are hyping up danny trejo and you are thinking he is the neck the next Solomon Assumption. you already said it last week boom let's throw some more gasoline on the fire i mean listen i'm lo- i'm looking at this nick nick murray quote you like, you know, like nicholas murray good guy within the usl your guy and it's crazy how among players who scored at least ten goals in the championships regular season last year, ranked only second next to the MVP. A lot of really good stats there. Fourteen goals last year. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying he's the answer, but I think some of the shots. That was all a bad team answer. to be
1: fair. He's on a bad team, He's got 14 goals on a bad team, to be fair. It was. Um, I mean, there is going to be a pitch. lot of expectations. Come on, so long. Here. But, long. but for those of you who are wondering, by the way, about whether you want to bet on Tottenham Hotspur or not, of course, note the fact that Max is now apparently changing what I have said. He doesn't really hear wow. reality, he hears what he wants to hear. And so take sure. his advice with a pinch of salt. And maybe
0: maybe more of a shovel, depending on how much you want. But, no, on the real, I I think it's it's exciting. I think we've just been looking for some attacker to really take hold and step up. Last year was a mixed bag of cats, a lot of producers, versus in seasons past where you have one and maybe two guys who are the guy, the guys. And I think people are looking at this Danny Trejo sign – whether realistically or a little bit too optimistically and saying he can be that guy and i listen i get what you're saying i'm not disagreeing with you i'm trying to find somewhere in the middle of when you see a talent like this you maximize them to where you can but then to your point like let's level
1: expectations
0: you know there's it's a smaller sample size and maybe we're thinking it's justified but like let's give it a second let it breathe let it breathe
1: let's also actually you know what here's the question here's the question more than anything is fourteen goals enough? If you want him to be the star up top,
0: honestly, which is I mean, what people
1: think, is it?
0: Uh, it in my mind, in my mind, especially after last season, yes, yes, I do.
1: After I'm, last I'm, season, but in, it, by Phoenix Rising's regular standards, it wouldn't be. And I and no, I agree. You want that. the player I, to be a lot closer to twenty. I think. I now, think he'll be playing that, on a better team this year. No,
0: no, no, for, for sure, for sure. The club excellence to me of what Phoenix Rising, where they look to finish the table, their expectations as a whole—that is, that has not changed and will not change. You expect to, at minimum, make the play, make the playoffs, and ideally, in front office mind, in a high seat like that. To me, is not going to change. It will never change. I think how you get there might be a little different, especially with a new coaching staff, with a new vision. With it, maybe. Prioritizes less. Not saying it, that individual talent can't shine, but maybe it's a less of hey, it's possession based. Get different guys into a spot. You have a lot of different creative playmakers. I don't even think. I mean, if four, he gets bags fourteen, that's awesome. I don't know if that will happen. Heck, in my mind, and this might be a very low barometer, but I'll say it. You get him to like even. Now I'll say fourteen. I would. Say, I was going to say double digits, but that's too low in my mind. Now get him fourteen. That to me is is a fine standard for this season. double
1: digits just as a standard is way too low i mean i feel like most people are on here are are actually talking uh, i i tend to agree with you that's fine if you want to say he's he's getting 14 but he's spraying it around as well and he's helping other people get up to similar numbers as well yeah no i agree i agree totally works but we should probably talk about the other forwards as well while we're at this so um two other guys came in we'll start tell you what let's talk about erickson gallardo for a starter this is someone who did get a chance over here with toronto up in canada um playing in mls didn't get too much of a chance with them because of injuries unfortunately really hampered that Sort of moved back to venezuela after that and it's always sometimes hard to judge people based on how they do in some of these leagues other than you know ones that are easily comparable specifically to usl mm-hmm. um it can be harder to make those comparisons but Look, if he was good enough to have a punt taken on him by an MLS team, injury saw it not work out, and now his, his second kind of foot in the door to getting into the US is is coming via USL. Um, I feel this is a player who, who probably he's got to have something to him, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, listen, you it never never hurts to take a flyer. Um, I guess it's not, I don't even know if you classify this necessarily as a flyer, but people are already clamoring for more. For death doesn't hurt. I don't see a downside of this.
1: All right. Are we ready? Because the chat is ready for it, at least. At least Pat Moses is ready for it. For us to talk about the other signing Mm. top, Manuel Arteaga. How are we feeling, Max? I'm going to let you lead this one off. Uh... Before we move on, I'll agree with BJ. (laughs) About uh, physical tends to help, yeah.
0: This is fair. I mean, this is the kind of the conversation we got in when we first signed him. When he came in from Indy 11, I said, hey, goal scoring rate, not bad for last season, but I think it was also it was also given the number of games he played in comparison to others. I think I, at the time, compared him to Greg Hurst. I wasn't trying to make the exact comparison, but he had a higher goal scoring rate per game. And also, he had a better service. I think that was the thing that we kind of left off at. Look, I think that the way he plays, he is not going to be your guy who I don't think he's going to take a game over. I don't think that he, you, have, you cannot look at him and Danny Trejo in the same sentence and the same breath and compare them one to one. Strikers come in all different varieties. What I think he is, is I think he, in what I saw, is decisive. Does he miss chances? Yes. He missed at a high clip from what we saw. Like I'm not doubting that, but I think I would rather have someone where he is aggressive and he takes his chances. Something that we just did not see last year. I would rather, I would rather have a striker who maybe he is aggressive and on the front foot, but isn't quite as clinical than the guy who like, he might, he might be on target once a game, but like you don't even know if he's going to get a shot off or be in those positions. He gets in those positions routinely.
1: That's what I like. I'm about to make a very harsh comment. And I, okay. I will say off the bat, yeah. off the bat, Manuel, this is not aimed at you, I'm afraid. It's solely a dig at Max. Michael's trying to scoop me here, but let's remember the fact you brought up the word decisive. It's exactly what Rick Shantz used to describe Lamin Jaune last oh year, God. right? Decisiveness it is... Says an adjective. Use
0: it all the time. Okay. It's just okay. not
1: enough, is it, right? Look, we can talk about his goal-scoring record last year for Manuel. He... Was not as good as it appears. You see five goals and think, "Oh, phenomenal!" He got those five goals over two games. So we had two games where he absolutely ran riot, and then did nothing for the rest yeah. of the year. Right, maybe a little bit harsh. He picked up a few assists along the way, but just not really enough. And so it, it does it does raise the questions. we hear the meowing in the back of Max's room there? Oh, I'm
0: well, um, Apologies about that. <laughs>
1: it's like when you see those uh... (laughs) nice little interruption there as max mutes himself but um look he had a better year the year before um he definitely did better when he was when he was into the year before and scored 10 goals there i mean if we can see that manuel artiaga i'm i'm interested to see it but of course the question is just very simple. People are now, I'm sorry, Max, they're absolutely ripping on you for the decisiveness thing. Um, that's what we need to see from Manuel Arteaga. A Manuel Arteaga that scores in two games over the course of next season will not be one that's good enough, even if he wins those two games effectively single-handedly to me. That's not the kind of consistent performance that you need. It's not what the fans will expect. And so we need to see someone who's closer to the the Arteaga that scored 10 goals rather than the ETA that scored 5. I said
0: decisive. I didn't say accurate. Y'all are blasphemy for no reason. But I said the man, the point. Man, you a decisive. I didn't, say he makes, I didn't say he makes all of them. No. No, no, no. Listen. I get it. It's fair criticism and I'll take them on the chin. That's all that's all good. I think a fresh change of scenery helps a bit. Let's see where it goes. Let's see where it goes. I think it also doesn't help and I know this was lambasted this signing and my opinion of him when it first dropped. It also doesn't help that it's now in the same position group as machete. So, let's give it some time. If it you know, maybe maybe we'll check in around the month to mark, see if this holds up, see if this is a horrible take, freezing hot takes, whatever. Yes. Give it time. Give it time. Anything else anything else that we miss upon the strikers so I can awkwardly get out of this before I keep getting roasted
1: absolutely not please chat while we move on just keep roasting max michael we know we know how you feel about this signing michael and that's okay
0: you're allowed to let it out but i think y'all just need to chill chill out and you know how you can do what happened
1: what happened to what happened to the old sorry i had to interrupt your thing there what happened to the old michael way of let one cook yeah. Except Ooh. when it comes down to Manuel Arteaga. Right. All right there. All right, there you can you wow. can you can go back on your train now? I was man. on a nice
0: transition there and you ruined the transition. But hey, yeah, if you guys want if you guys want to chill out, check out our friends at OG's dropping a lovely strawberries and cream, CBD and THC one-to-one ratio in there called Happy Balance. Happy Balance for all you guys in the chat who are not happy, who definitely aren't balanced. Get yourself some OGs, hitting them soon. You can find them at your local dispensary, or you can check out OG's brands. .com, Albert in the chat, throw that up there, OGs, and OGs, let's oh, I mean, freaking do it, let's go, you can find that in your local dispensary, and you must be 21 years or older to enjoy, goodness gracious, I love their stuff, and I think they're the top dog, but I mean, really, you can also not go wrong with the underdog, that's right, underdog fantasy, I, these transitions, man, just crushing them, love this app, it is super, super duper easy, all you do is you pick hires or lowers on player props of what you are enticing and what you're interested in. We have a meaty game. I said meaty tomorrow with PHG against Montpellier. I'm going to hit you with a couple player props. I know you're not a, you're not a league one kind of guy that's beneath you. Oh yeah. I'm watching, you know, second tier USL, or, you know, yeah. Pickup, whatever. USL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <guess that's> fine. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a couple. You just give me your gut reaction. Here we go. Rapid fire. Lionel Messi. higher, or lower 0.5 goals.
1: We go lower. Let's lower. Well.
0: Kylian Mbappe, higher or lower, 0. 0.5 goals.
1: Higher. Neymar,
0: higher or lower, three shots attempted, not on target attempted.
1: Hmm. If it doesn't have to be on target, I'll go higher. Why not?
0: That's that's fair. Hang Traffic higher or lower, 1.5 tackles. Higher. And Sergio Ramos or lower, one tackle. Not a yellow card, not a red card, a tackle.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Let's go high, I got.
0: All righty. Well, hey, is that easy? You literally put down any money, and underdog will match it. Up to $100 when you use the promo code PHNX. If we literally did that right there with five picks in our pick-em, multiplies whatever we put in by 20. It's that easy at that symbol. Again, go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. It's also in our show notes. Sign up with promo code PHNX. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. They got soccer. They got football. They got basketball. They got baseball. You can do all of them. You can do one sport, whatever it is. It's fun. Let's enjoy Tell me my picks are
1: amazing because I know they are. One all the money. They're not your picks anyway. You got me to do the picking.
0: Well, I would have done the opposite and won all the money. Anyway, (laughs) Oh man, tough look for this guy. Okay. We have run through the position groups. Any moves you think still need to be made or are going to be made? We've covered them. First, what do you think is the position group that needs the most help? Whether it's depth, whether it's a starter, where
1: do you think that moves needs to happen? Hmm. Probably one more centre back, one more central midfielder. I think the depth are depth signings. That's that's it. Um, okay. just an extra body that's there ready, if needed. Um, I will say actually though, just before we move on too much, that uh, Michael did reply to my comment there of uh, what happened to one Cook? It's one Cook. That chef needs to be taken off the line. If he's a cook, it's a Taco Bell cook so uh
0: thank I'm you got a job too shoot and cantina's nice
1: all right moving on um <laughs> yeah i i feel as though there's probably an opportunity we'll see some trialists we'll see some other little things look the season's often not decided oh, oh the team as a whole isn't often decided yeah. by this point higher or lower number of that's rising trial under, 11.5 yeah. lower lower oh, yeah. than 11.5 to me yeah, yeah. um And, of course, one other thing to note about the preseason, people were wondering, of course, when they were going to finally see the team play. That one GCU game is open there to the public.
0: That's right here. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, start of March, 11 a.m. kickoffs. If you feel like an early game out uh, on GCU's campus, that one will be open to the public, Phoenix Rising taking on GCU in a friendly. So last friendly before the start of the season when the team go out on the road to Charleston.
0: I like that. I like that. I like that. Well, that's pretty cool. I mean, listen, if you want to watch that uh, GCU game, it's a bit early, never too early to uh, crack a beer. I'm not saying you sneak one in, but I'm also not not saying sneak one in there. And if you're going to sneak a beer in, allegedly... You should. Definitely. No, I, wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't make any comments about the fact there were no checks the last time that I saw Phoenix Rising play at GCU and it was a free-for-all. just let words. Yourself in His words,
0: hands. I'm not advocating. His words, this, this guy.
1: No, yes. no, nothing, nothing. Didn't say anything.
0: It depends on where you're looking, this guy. Anyway, grab a four peaks if you are going to allegedly smuggle said definite beer into GCU and enjoying it responsibly. You must be 21 years or older. They have all different types of... Different beers, whether it is their new recreational juice dank IPA, their new staycation super juicy IPA. I, ha- oh, gosh, what did you have? You had a brown ale last week. I had this hop ale. That was ale. good. It the
1: was brown delicious. ale was good. The brown ale good. was very it's not good.
0: As cool as heck. They got all kinds of good stuff up there. Enjoy Four Peaks. There are faves. Must be 21 years older. Drink responsibly. Enjoy for the big game, the GCU game, everything in between. A little FA Cup. All that stuff. And while you're drinking four peaks, might as well rock some bad birdie. Looking darn good. Like I normally do. I look darn good in this Spurs kit. Let's not lie. But I also look really good in a bad birdie polo or a hat. And if you Max, if
1: don't you, devalue the, hit, the sponsors by bringing Tottenham hotspur into it. Come on.
0: Boy, this is tough. Well, I'm just gonna cut this clip out for them. But hey, if you use <laughs> promo code PHMx underscore sports 15, you can say 15%. On badbirdygolf.com, it is Waste Management Open next week. It is Super Bowl. It's time to look good. It's getting warm weather. Look good. Badbirdygolf.com promo code PHNX underscore sports fifteen. Also in the show notes, check it out, dude. Wow, we had a, we said a lot of stuff today. We had a lot of words come out of our mouth. That's we crazy. did do
1: a lot of things today. We did speak about a lot of players. And next week, of course, when we come back, we'll come back having spoken for the first time this year to Juan Guerra getting the first interview clips out of him yes. as training will be open to the media next week so yes. and also the first preseason game is next week it's a friendly down in tucson on wednesday uh yeah. behind closed doors but yeah
0: damn, it's a busy week,
1: busy week. Guess what? Well, there, was, there was something else you wanted to mention wasn't there actually max coming yeah. up because it was a, an fa cup draw and albert's just conveniently linked to yeah, it he
0: kind of he kind of let the cat out of the bag well you know, I can't wait to watch Spurs lose to Wrexham. Listen, Wrexham kind of fluffed their chances, and I don't know if they're able to go to Sheffield and, you know, turn around. But let's say they do. Let's say if. It's a big if. Rexham managed to win their FA Cup replay. Then they will host Spurs in the FA Cup fifth round. Wow. You ever th- see Ron Reynolds and Antonio Conte facing off, even though Ryan Reynolds is definitely not the manager, but in a way it is them kind of facing off? Dude, I love it. Like, if you thought Owen and I were at each other's throats before this, and I know you don't support Rexham, but like, I know you're not supporting Spurs. I know you'll <laughs> take a Welsh side. Like, come on, give me the popcorn. Give me all of this. I want this to happen.
1: I do. I do. That's what people say before things goes things go very, very badly wrong, Max. So just I was
0: I was talking to Sean say. about producer Sean about this the other day, and the worst part is, this is it's a lose lose for me if we win congrats you beat Wrexham. okay you're supposed to beat them if i'm not going to even finish that sentence because it's not going to happen but let's say hypothetically you know like we play our, our third team all academy kids and we lose you know i won't hear the end of it so it's it's a lose-lose scenario all
1: right that brings us yeah. back to a close yeah, on that note, let's
0: end. <laughs> well thank you everyone for joining us uh we will we'll be back in studio next week I uh, cannot I, th- I can't confirm, but I'm gonna confirm. We'll be in studio next week. Um until then. Be in. I'm gonna drink a beer. I'm gonna be drinking a beer. We'll be back at the beer tower, the beer bridge, the beer elevator, catapult, whatever it is. For now, thank you guys for tuning in. I've been talking to Owen M and you can find him at OJ Evans18. And you can find me at Max David Simpson on the Twitterverse. But until then, thank you guys. We'll see you next week.